Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 120. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, you're going to learn how to use Amazon to make money. We call this Fulfilled by Amazon or Amazon FBA. And I'm going to interview Brad DeGraw, who has actually started with $100 and a Wi-Fi connection and now manufactures products in the U.S. and China to sell on Amazon. This is fascinating. It's become a booming industry and something I've been wanting to talk about as a side hustle for a long time. So here we go with Brad. All right. I'm so excited to have Brad DeGraw on the show today. How are you, Brad? Excellent. Good. Brad, I was really excited to talk to you because of what you've been doing with something called Amazon FBA. Can you tell people what that is, please? Yeah, absolutely. So Amazon FBA is a system that allows you to use the power of Amazon, the audience that they have, to sell products online. Awesome. And we all know how huge their audience is. It's amazing. They've done a lot of smarter things. So you could simply, with a very little amount of money and effort, you can start a business from home. For example, I started with $100 and a Wi-Fi connection about four years ago. Back then, it was really easy to get started because I didn't know anything. I didn't know the things I didn't know. And now it's even easier because now there are tools and trainings available. So... Uh, if someone out there is looking at what can I do with $100, can I really start uh, a home-based income? The answer is yes. Should we go into some examples and some ideas? Yeah, tell people more about what that means because I think, you know, they think Amazon and they see like national brands are selling on Amazon. So what does that mean that someone who's just a normal person could take $100 and actually start a business on Amazon? Excellent. Here's how I did it. There's a model of business called arbitrage, and it's where you buy something low and you move it from one market into another market and you sell it for a higher price. So you can literally go into a retail store and look at the clearance section and you can buy retail ready merchandise that's name brand and move it from the local market to the internet. And that's how I started. Back then, I didn't even have a smartphone. I had a Kindle Fire, how I got started. So you can literally take an app and scan the barcode, and it will tell you, if you enter the price that you're paying, it will tell you how much money you'll make after all of the fees. And it's easy, easy as pie. So where is this scanner that you're talking about? So there are a few different ones. There's Scan Power. There's Profit Bandit. I'm a big fan of Profit Bandit. Um you download it into your smartphone, and it uses the camera of your phone to scan the barcode, and it understands Amazon's fees, how many people are selling it, what price your competition would be selling it for, and so it gives you all the information right at your fingertips. Um, that's an easy way to get started. 
with kind of what you said, a hustle. I call it a biz because it's not really at a certain point, it's not scalable or sellable. It's an income. But um, once you do that for a while, then it may make sense to build maybe a longer term business that is scalable and sellable. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to ask, does that app cost some money or is that a free app? Uh, that app, I believe, is $10 a month. It's a fee, but it's a small fee. Okay. And the same with Scam Power. There's a fee. It's about 10 bucks a month. Okay. So, yeah, I think I've, I've heard stories about people who have gone out and done the arbitrage model. They found an item that's inexpensive. You know, they buy it after the end of the year holiday closeout, and then they sell it online for more. Uh, but what you're talking about is something maybe more like private label is that what you're talking about? Well, after you do arbitrage for a while, you're going to start to think about why can't I get more of this inventory? Because clearance inventory, there's a limited supply. Exactly. And so, yeah, the next model to move into would be um, having your own brands, reaching out to the manufacturers, and then you can have uh, Linda's brand of soaps and shampoos and car wash cleaners and all of the miraculous products that exist in the world. Yeah. And this is something that's really commonly done that a lot of people don't realize. I've used this story in my course, Create Your Luxury Brand, where we talked about people created wine and they sold the exact same wine in two separate bottles under different labels for different prices, but it was actually the exact same wine. And people have done this with chocolates, with jeans, with shirts, with all kinds of products where they'll put a designer label on one and then they'll put another label on another and have a drastically different price on the exact same merchandise. So you're saying we could actually create our own brand and somebody, that manufacturer who might be manufacturing for a household name could actually give us the same product. We could put our label on it and call it our particular brand and sell it the way and market it the way we want to. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. And we, we skipped a step though. I want to make sure everyone who's listening understands from the outside, that's what it looks like. But from behind the scenes, there's something very strategic that needs to happen. The first thing you do is you select your market. A market is a group of people who have a specific problem, fantasy, and desire. And you're going to build your base, your business based on that problem, fantasy, and desire. Once you know that, then you can see what products they're spending their money on. And then you can read the one, two, and three-star reviews. Amazon gives you all the information right at your fingertips. And once you understand their missed expectations, those are the one, two, and three-star reviews. I love that. Then you can work on making the product better. Rather than selling the same mousetrap, let's improve it a little bit. And then we're providing value to the marketplace rather than another me-too product. So you're, that's such great market research. So you're saying check out the reviews for products that you're considering maybe creating your own space mm-hmm. around, your own brand. And see, what is it that you could improve upon? What is it that people aren't liking about that particular product? And then change that and correct that mistake and then create your brand around that. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yep. Because sometimes it's very simple. You don't have to have engineering knowledge and be a product designer. Sometimes it's something simple like the packaging or how the product is labeled. Um, If it's a dog vest... People need to understand the right size of dog for the small, the medium, and the large vest. Sometimes it's something very simple in communication, the presentation of the product. 
and you can fix that and then go to market. Interesting. So you mentioned the three things that you have to have. Can you tell us about those three things, the problem, the fantasy, and the – was the Yes. Yeah. So if you're taking notes, this is what you're going to write down and make sure you underline. A market is a group of people who are passionate about spending money on a specific problem, fantasy, and desire. If you've looked at your pocketbook and you've seen where the money goes, we spend money based on emotion. A lot of our money, our unreasonable purchases are unreasonable because we're using emotion rather than logic. So, for example, I'm a dad. And the same works for moms. I will spend money to prove to myself and anyone who would watch that I'm a great dad, that I'm a better dad than my dad was, and that my kid is going to have a better childhood experience than I had. And so there's products like Your Baby Can Read. I spend $180 on flashcards. And I was happy to pay the 180 versus like 30 because only the best dad would have bought the premium package. Wait, these are flashcards for babies? Yes, yes. <laughs> so there's more to it. I don't want to discount what the product is, but essentially you could replace the entire program with some well-composed flashcards. I mean, there's a DVD that went with it and things like that. But essentially I bought an emotion. I bought into my identity. But what arrived in the box it was basically flashcards and a DVD. And so if you can get good, you really build your business based on problems, fantasies, and desires. So mm-hmm. you're saying you're really tapping into the emotion behind why someone makes a purchasing decision is what you're really talking about. Yes. So one, you need to tap into the emotion. Two, the product needs to be just 1% better than what else is on the market. And you can find that information by just reading the one, two, and three-star reviews and then you're set. You're off to the races. So when you say fantasy, you were talking about your your fantasy of being the better dad than your dad. Is that the fantasy part? Exactly. So every kid looks up to their parents and gets a little bit disappointed about something because it's the next generation. We're using our mental script on what we think the perfect childhood is, and that works for our generation. But the next generation has a different script. And so there will always be a disconnect. Can you... Give us any other example besides what if people aren't a parent, so they can't really relate to that fantasy. Can you give another example of a product and tapping into that fantasy? Well, sure. Um, weight loss would be one. So same thing. A lot of folks who struggle with weight loss, um, they're going to have this fantasy for the rest of their life that maybe I can eat three desserts. I'll take this magic pill and I can have three desserts and have the same body this time next year. And that's a fantasy. It's, it's just simply not a reality. That's, that's an easy fantasy to trigger into. And you see like uh, the first quarter of the year, all of the diet pills and the weight loss and the gyms are advertising like crazy. Um, it's not necessarily to have the bikini body. It's to, to maintain what they have without the discipline of changing habits. Right. And everyone's making their New Year's resolutions and pretty much everybody on their list has weight loss on that New Year's resolution list, right? Yes. yes. What else can people do to get started in this? Okay, so they're they're looking at negative reviews that products get. Do they just randomly go online and find products that have negative reviews? Do they look into something they're interested in? How do they really find something that's possible for them? Yeah. Well, after you pick your market, whether it's weight loss or muscle gain or a parenting product or a pet product, you figure out your market first. 
And then you start figuring out where they're spending their money. So on Amazon, you can type in pet products and see what are the best-selling pet products. They actually have a top 100 list. Uh, you can actually use social media. Social media is fantastic. If you're not actually a person in that group, you have a different problem, fantasy, desire. Mm-hmm. You can use social media to tap into that consciousness. So Facebook's great. YouTube's great. Pinterest is wonderful. Um, There's so many great social media platforms where you can come in and you can interact with those folks. You can start a discussion. Why is this brand better than that brand? And now you know. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you have some product ideas, then yes, you start looking at the one, two, and three-star reviews. Reach out to manufacturers. Half of our merchandise is made in the U.S. The other half is made overseas. So there's not an exclusive, you know, this is the only way to do it. Um, compare all of your options and then do the thing that makes the most sense. Um, once you have a product sample, you know, you can start with a small sample, uh, half dozen units, for example. And then if it passes your grade of tests, then you can have the full order shipped to you, send it into Amazon, and then you promote it. You make great images and great titles. We like to hire copywriters. I'm not a writer, so we pay a few hundred dollars and it's done. How many products do you currently offer on Amazon? A bunch. (laughs) A bunch. Um, We're in a handful of spaces. Um, Pet products are wonderful for us. Um, parenting products are fantastic survival and privacy products you want to get to a place where people are emotional so privacy is a big deal so is like the preparedness movement we have some sports and outdoor products those are interesting but can be seasonal depending on how they're marketed so yeah we we have a nice little spread of a catalog interesting you said you started this four years ago Mm mm-hmm so was this was the progression that you used. You did the arbitrage model, and then you wanted to scale up. So then you you found your own private label, and you found some product manufacturers locally and overseas, you said. I'm, I'm familiar with Alibaba.com being mm-hmm. the big stock and the IPO that it was. Uh, do you use Alibaba for any of your products? We don't. Uh, you can, though. I'll walk through like behind the curtains stuff. So I started with arbitrage, buying low, selling high. Then I had an intermediate step where I created custom bundles. When I'd find a great product, instead of selling a single, I'd bundle it together as a three-pack so I could be the only seller. That was fine, but still with limited supply, it meant you just ran out faster. And then went and I did an exact kind of carbon copy product. We found a product. We made it just a little bit better, but not much. And then we had loud marketing. And it was successful, but still challenging. And then, as now we do, we create products that are 2% better than the market. Actually, something's unique about them. Overseas, you can do a few different options. You can use Alibaba. That's fine um, to start the conversation. A lot of times, you're going to have middlemen who jump in and they pretend to be the manufacturer. They'll, they'll portray themselves as the actual source of product. Mm-hmm. And really, they're the middlemen. Yeah. Sometimes that's okay because the, they're going to take a small order here, here, and here, and then they can get large orders from the manufacturers. So sometimes it's okay to deal with the middleman. We just want to deal with people who are honest. So if they're misrepresenting themselves, they're out. You can also go to trade shows. There's a huge fair. I believe it's the biggest in the world is Canton Fair. Um, but that means you have to travel to China. You have to be in large crowds. And uh, communications don't always work 
the best in that situation. You can go out and hire like a middleman, like a broker who will go out and get multiple bids and they'll do the negotiation for you. You come out about the same on price, but it's a lot less headaches. Are all of your products done under the same label or you have different labels for different things? There'll be different labels um, because each brand uh, speaks to that audience. And because we have several different audiences, they need kind of different personas. How important are reviews to a product? Because I've seen some products have literally thousands of reviews. So if someone has thousands of reviews, you probably don't want to compete with them because they just have so much credibility. It's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. We do. We do compete with them. But you have to understand they have have miles of a head start. So you want to be able to get reviews faster than they can get reviews. Um, Your first review is important because going from zero to one is like an order of magnitude. On the Internet, no one wants to be first. No one wants to be alone. Um, It's a scary place to be. So your first review is important. And then the next kind of tier is 20. Something magic happens on Amazon at 20 reviews. Your conversion rates go up, which means more people are interested in buying it simply because you passed the 20 mark. So it could be something with traffic. Maybe there's something encoded there where Amazon sends more after 20. Or it could just be that humans see all their fingers and toes and say, well, that's a bunch. So how do people get reviews? So here's how we do it. You can do just about anything to get a review. We use bloggers. So we reach out to folks who have an audience and say, we have a product that I think would be a great benefit to your audience. Would you like to try the product for free? So we send them the product, assuming they're interested. And they, if they love it, we ask them, hey, would you put the review on Amazon? Will you just post a simple summary on your blog or all of your social media channels. And that helps us and that helps your audience. So we use bloggers. You can use review services. You can reach out to friends and family and and Facebook groups and things like that. Um, But we love to just crowd up the internet with good news about our products. What would be the first step someone would do who was interested in doing this kind of thing? So the first step would be... um, Pick your market. Well, no, let's back up. I, I love your newsletter because it, it really um, tries to break through some of the, the head trash that we put into our lives about finances and getting uh, prosperous. So the first thing is make a decision that you're going to be successful. Look at yourself in five years and make a decision that you're having a wonderful life. So first off is determine that you're going to be successful. Make up your mind and be resilient in that choice. Second thing is pick a market. Um, The third thing, after you've picked your market, is do your research. Look at the competition, figure out some product opportunities, and dive into those missed expectations. Uh, Next up, you'd look at suppliers, both domestic and overseas. There's no right or wrong. Find out what makes the most sense for your opportunity. And then get your samples. Once you have those and the product passes uh, your expectations, you put it on Amazon. Uh, It's okay to hire, spend a little money on experts for images and copy. Uh, If that's your world, then go ahead and do it yourself. But if it's not your world, uh, spend a little money and have that done for you. And then connect with the world. Um, Bloggers are our key into the internet. And so connect with bloggers. 
So how much money do you think someone can make doing this and how much time does it take? And is it something they can do as a side hustle or does it require full time? Oh, yeah. Anyone can do this from home. Well, it depends on what kind of product that you're going to invest in is how much money it's going to take. Most of our products cost less than $1,000 soup to nuts to launch. So this is creating a product from scratch, a brand, a label, everything. As far as the time invested, it's kind of like taking a college class. You know, a few hours a night, a couple nights a week will get you there. If you want to get there faster, spend more time dedicated yourself to it. But yeah, it's, it's a lot like taking a college class. People can start researching this. Is there information they can go to? Do you offer information for them? What sure. can they yeah. learn more? We have a newsletter. You can just go to amazonsherpa.com and there's a newsletter that we send weekly tips. They're real actionable tips on where you're at to get to the next place. So it's step by step by step. There are tons of uh, free groups. You can just go to Facebook and just type in Amazon and there will be all kinds of Amazon seller groups. There will be all kinds of Amazon tools. One of the research tools we recommend is a tool called Jungle Scout. You can find that at junglescout.com. It's an amazing, amazing tool to be able to look behind the scenes at revenue for specific products and how many units they're selling. Um, one of the podcasts I recommend is That Cat. So it's That Cat Radio. She's wonderful. And as you know, podcasts, you can learn so much just by someone who's a giver like yourself, just someone who wants to make the world a better place. So yeah, just start plugging into the podcast and the free groups. And then when it makes sense to spend more money on better tools and better training, then go for it. Well, that was a very interesting interview with Brad. And I really learned a lot. And I'm going to put everything he talked about in the show notes. I'll do an outline of all the steps. I'll give all the resources, the websites, the apps, the podcast, all of the things that he mentioned. I'll put over in my show notes at lindapjones.com and then go to podcasts and number 120. It'll all be there for you. If you're ready to move forward with your wealth building, go on over to lindapjones.com and get my 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth. It's something that can get you started right away on increasing your net worth today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.